G'day boys and welcome to the Coach and Tex. Episode 7, mate, after a couple of weeks um, in hiatus. How are you, Tex? Shano? I'm good, mate. How was the Sunshine Coast, Tex? No, I stayed at home. What? A uh, I, I, mm. little bit of respite for me, mate. Just um, chilling out, really. Not doing a hell of a lot. I didn't go away. I, I stayed in Melbourne and just gathered my thoughts. But I'm glad I did because am I off a long run tonight? It's a smorgasbord, boys. A well, smorgasbord. I was going to say, is this the longest, longest long run you've ever, ever produced? Uh, this is, oh, I've never been off a longer run. I am genuinely excited tonight and hopefully we don't disappoint. Well, listeners, when you get to that section, make sure you've got a coffee with you. Well, the feedback um, has been very strong around the fact get back to our roots. So today, it's footy and nothing else that we're talking about, mate, in every segment, all the way down. We love it. Hey? We love it. Now, having There's said, a bit going on. Having said that, that <laughs> I, I do want to say that the Knicks are about to get back into the playoffs for the first time in a long time in the NBA, Shane. You I know you're all you just ruined it. I know. I know. I just thought I'd do that anyway, but yeah. um, it's on the run sheet. It's good. It's on my run sheet. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> There's three versions of the hey, hey, what one of the highlights of the last couple of weeks for for either of you two? Got anything off the off the top? I got one. Um, oh, this talk about what players earn and who should be re-signed, I found that very interesting. Okay, quite boring. Potential trades. Who's up for trades? Oh, no, okay. no, I was just thinking, just in general, no, Warnable no, Carnival. The Warnable oh, Carnival was back on. Mate. The bull. Hey, the ZM bull. against gold medals. ZM gold medals. ZM and Tricky Ricky, <laughs> mate from from the the high post calling it, mate. Is he not the best country com, um, race caller going around? We well, should do that. We need to head down there in the U. I reckon we year. we have the coach and text marquee. We can do a live live broadcast from there, mate. I'm going to get a lot of I can throw it in the back of the car and we'll take it down. That is that um, can be our marquee. That looked like a great few days. Oh, it's it's always good fun down there. You can stay. I, I don't know if it's still called like the Lady Bay, um, the little um, motel that we'd um, we'd stay at, and you go back there with the boys from Warrnambool Jiprock, mate. Um, have a couple of ales after having 35 or so during the course well, of the day. As the year rolls around, the bull's always on. Right? <laughs> and what we've learned, yeah, our little friend over there, little Tex, with his ability to back losers, continued at the bull. Yeah. What, about, what about that quaddy he had? <laughs> first leg. Out. Uh, well, no, no. First leg he got. <clears throat> Second leg he got. Okay. The third leg he was out. It's, it's tricky down there. <laughs> I can tell you a quick story about Waterball. I digress. I was on a work trip once and... Um, I'll keep it very brief. We hadn't booked accommodation, so we turn up to this motel and oh, the guy says, we've only got one room left, it's got two beds in it, so my boss and I said, no worries, we'll take it. And we got into the room, Neil Evans actually was the boss, and, and we walked into the room and one of the beds was a double bed and the other bed was in the shape of a red velvet love heart and the bed spun and Neil said, there's no bloody way I'm pulling rank. So Neil got the double beard and I had to sleep on the velvet heart-shaped beard Lovely. that rotated all night. Wow, we. How were your dreams that night? Oh, mm. Big. big. <laughs> go on. No, no, you go. No, no, this no, no, is no, your no. show. We, no, I'm no, just a, a mere no, no, participant. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and what about that poker tournament? The Yeah, Joe Hashem, the... The yes. poker guru, you see, um, Warney, and it must have been a father-son tournament because his son's now apparently a good poker player. And Is he? Hashem's sons were... It was in the social pages, and old Mick Gatto was um, was along mm. down there just to mediate what was going on during the course of the tournament. 
Imagine playing poker with Mick. Just he won it. Yeah, yeah won. Well, I let him win too. <laughs> and he apparently he donated the vehicle to some some person who was on one of his tables during the, the course of the night. Now, regards to Mick if he's listening too. Now I know you haven't told us what's in the tie rates. Uh, prison bars. Do I need to back off or can we talk about no, prison bars? We can bars talk now? about that. Prison bars. What do you think about the whole that get up that Port Adelaide did, Shane? Oh, I think it's great. Doesn't worry me at all. Me either. Now I guess as long as it. I can't see it has any impact on Collingwood or the competition. It's it's um, their traditional jumper, as we know that. Um, I know you waved my hand at me. No, 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 no. But I just think um, I don't see if if they're playing Collingwood. Um, yeah, you can't wear it. When you wear it, playing other games, let them do it. I can't see how it's going to impact any sales, marketing, I, you name it. I agree, and and I, the AFL just don't have this right. I don't know why Collingwood get the opportunity to own the stripes. This is the AFL run the competition last time I checked, and there's plenty of jumper clashes that go on that are not good of the AFL's doing. Mm. Often when Essendon play Melbourne, it's ugly. We saw what happened Anzac Day. I actually quite liked what Port Adelaide did. The fact that they put it well, on that's after what I wanted the to game. Talk about. Not so I, much whether we think it's right or wrong. I thought it was good. I thought it was yeah. them saying, yeah, respectful of our heritage. We haven't broken a rule, but hey, we're proud of who we very are. Very gimmicky, Tex. I like it. it. Very gimmicky, mm. I thought. The only thing is, like, it's Port Adelaide SANFL and it's Port Adelaide AFL. Yeah. They are not the same. Mm. Might have some... Well, they're not. They, the old, they operate. The Kale family the might have something to say about that. They operate differently in the AFL. <laughs> yeah, well, he's a fan of them, isn't he, man? Jack Carl, <laughs> kick it long. <laughs> Is that it, Jack? Yeah, just uh, kick it long. Uh, speaking of Port Adelaide, I've fallen in love. Again. With who? Kane Corns. The premier sporting commentator on AFL in this country. There's him and. If him and Caro did a show together. You wouldn't need anyone else. He they is do, outst- mate. Yeah, Everybody but they have knows. two other clowns who interrupt them often. He is outstanding, Kane Corns. Outstanding. I do, do you listen to his um, Friday love show? It. Love it. And yeah. I love Jared as well, but yeah. Kane is outstanding. What about Good. AFL 360, Mark Robinson? No interest. Shana, <laughs> I, I think I might have put that down on the um, on the run show as possibly one of my Turtle TV topics. Don't steal my thunder. I think song. it's a great thing to talk about a bit later in the show. <laughs> now... Any other key things before we um, summarise what we've got to... Uh, the passing of Sam Newman's wife. That caught my attention. And he's... Did um, you listen to his 17-minute... I did. Yeah. And they took it down. Oh, did I was, was going to actually um, send you guys a text to the link. He does no. on the... What is it? Cannot the Be Cannot Serious? Be Serious podcast. podcast. Yeah. I know about he that. did a three-parter. And the first part was 17 minutes called just called Amanda. Yeah. Right. And I listened to it. And by the time I finished listened, listening to it, I was going to go and text it to you to say, have a listen to this. This is as raw as it gets. Yeah. And it had been taken down. I listened it's now to no it, longer available. They normally post, put up on a Wednesday. I listened to it last Wednesday. So it would have been the day. I didn't know it was up. I just thought, oh, what did they post this mm-hmm. week? Yeah. And he spoke. So, so a couple of things about that. One, none of our business, but never knew he was even in a relationship, let alone married. Um, and then the rawness of what he oh. said about the individual. Did you hear it? Yeah, yeah. and he, he just spoke about why it's taken him 75 years to work out what's important in a relationship, and he'd found it with her. Yeah. Um, and then he got quite emotional. And I think it, it always sounded like it was cathartic for yeah, him. Yeah, correct. But the thing that I, I have <clears throat> since found out, because he has said and others have said that the number of people who have reached out to him for all that he is he's still a human being who's had to walk into his house with his wife dead on the floor 
um, just restored a little bit of faith in humanity, actually. Mm. Mm. So I haven't listened to it, so you guys have. Why would they take it down there? I don't know why it's been taken down. I think, Shane, um, because he opens up saying, um, yeah, I guess he's got a, um, an interesting relationship with the broader public and... And he basically said, look, he's doing... It was 17 minutes, and I reckon for 16 minutes and 45 seconds, he spoke. He, yeah. he might have said something where his producer, which is a guy, Rod Law, the Fox Footy guy, he's a producer at Fox... Well, he used to be at Fox Footy, mm-hmm. and I think he's, it's his friend. And Don might have said one or two words, but it was just Sam just using it as a chance to um, deal with what he'd gone through in terms right. of his grief. Yeah. And then I think once that had happened, it had been up for a day or two, and then he took it down. Because it was really the purpose was to help him, not necessarily to to right, get listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think then people listen to it and they might have let people know, and then they thought, okay, that's enough, and they've taken it down. Okay. Yeah. For um, all he is and all he's and any he opened up by saying, you know, a lot of people, some people would say, suffer, you deserve what you get, and he was quite open about it. But yeah, very raw side of someone. Well, I did people. hear he had received some comments from people about that suffer. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, he said that. Horrible. Yeah, but this is what social media is, isn't it? Some it's people horrible. just get off on throwing mud at others. Yeah. Now, the episode today, full ball footy. Um, we'll go through all the latest issues. Coach, the coach, mate. We, we've sacked the um the three positional moves because they they got. Mm, You're um, under as much pressure as some of the other coaches tonight. Yeah, I think so. For what? Um, Turtle TV, Texas tirade. Oh, and, and, and I think he's already said he's off the long run. Uh, and, mate, have we got some news for some of our tweeters and a, and a particularly a special sponsor that's chipped in for this week's episode. Um, now, if you do want to tweet us, where do you go, Shano? At the Coach and Tex. Carry on, lads. Beautiful. Now, mate, it's been, what, a good two weeks since we we um, sent off the um, the counsellor. Oh, uh, <laughs> We didn't talk too much about that in the intro, mate. Uh, and, and his horse didn't run too well on the weekend, just by the way. <laughs> but... Um, Mate, what about the injuries? I know, I know we've spoken about this off air, and you guys don't don't seem to think there's anything different. But surely there's something in this returning back to a, a longer length game, um, longer quarters, less of a preseason. A um, lot of lot of injuries, I reckon. Um, it seems a lot worse this year. Uh, I don't agree. I I think there's more soft tissue injuries last year because of that 80-day break between round one to round two. Um, we've had some soft tissue injuries this year. It, it seems like we've had a, a lot more concussion-type um, injuries or occurrences throughout the games, and the 12 days will be interesting. So um, I think there's clubs taking advantage of the of the concussion For sure. rule and well, the additional player. Well, no, originally it medical was. Sub. Then it's a medical sub now, so... Um, how many how many clubs have actually applied for had that player to return and play the next week and they've taken them off and not many, it's, not many. No, most of them have actually ended up being out the next missing, week. Missing yeah. the next week. Yeah. So. It, it's actually I'm, I'm quite surprised. Um, I think it's also the length of the injuries, mate. So I mean, obviously, well, I mean I follow Richmond, so I see all the, their injuries this year, and it seems worse they're longer the the soft tissue injuries but there's a lot of structural ones too mm. blokes falling over left right and center a couple of the gws players i see lucky keith in the last oh. um, minute did his did his knee i yeah. mean edwards did his ankle in the last 10 minutes of that game last week and then it's even was happening off field was it was it was it tomlinson yeah he did his knee as well there yeah yep. yeah so there's a 
There is a lot of injuries, mate. Um, I've got to say, I haven't noticed it, and I'm just scrolling through now. To North Melbourne, the they're decimated. They've got 15 blokes on their injury list, I heard today. And they're, like, they're, they're long-termers, right? I mean, ter- um, Tarrant hasn't played all year. Mm. He's, now, they haven't got too many A-graders. He, he's probably one of them. Mm. Um, so uh, there's a lot, a lot of injuries, I reckon. Um, I just looked at that. Who's, who has 8 to 12 weeks with a thigh injury or 6 to 8 with a peck? I mean, they're unusual injuries. I wonder with, in North's case, Jaden Stevenson, six weeks with a wrist. That just happened today. Right. I mean, it got announced this week, I mean, yeah. I wonder whether part of North's issue is injuring themselves not on match day, but in conditioning and strength work and, and all that, because that is a lot. But outside of that... Well, I don't think the list needs additional work. Like, if you go back to, uh, if you're aware, when Gold Coast came into the... Uh, competition mm. halfway through that f- their first year, they started their preseason because they were so undersized. They just needed to get uh, loaded into them. I don't think North Melbourne's list is at that stage, so I wouldn't think they'd be doing too much because between games, players don't do much these days. It's all about recovery. Yeah, there's not much training at all. So the local clubs would train harder. Yeah, than AFL club during the week. Yeah, right. Yeah, so there's not much load. So why are they getting these injuries? And, and if you follow, like again, uh, I might have mentioned in one of the pre- prior episodes around this. This, uh, and it's, I'll talk about it later. But the stats they've got an injury ladder based off player ratings in Champion Data, and the teams that have lost the most amount of points based off the players and their respective ratings, they had a ladder on that. And the teams that are at the top of the ladder, no surprise, Bulldogs and Melbourne have, have been least impacted. Um, by those injuries, Port Adelaide, they've had a pretty good um, uh, bill of health, although Zach Butters has just recently, you know, in the last couple of weeks been injured as well, but, and same with the, the bow and arrow bloke. Um, <clears throat> but oh, anyway, um, some teams are coping better than others. Does champion data show how often, or how many amount of times the ball is going from end to end in a game? Yeah. And how far the player average distance run in a game Yep. Whether it's increased or it's the same or it's less than last year? They do. I don't know the answer, but they certainly yeah. do the end-to-end and they would track player mileage or coverage. Because going back to your thoughts about more injuries, there are higher scores in the game. Right? Yeah. And That's the t- games are longer. Tex and I said a few weeks ago, there's going to be we did higher get on that scores, early there's going to be hundred points, right? Yeah. Which means the ball has to be going uh, travelling quicker, potentially, yeah. and also further yeah. more often instead of that congested play. Yeah. So the difference. So the body could be changing its requirements and we may be getting more soft tissue injuries or different type of injuries because of that. There's also a lot of, um, I, I guess, more uncontested possessions too. There's a lot of ball being won on the outside going end to end. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure whether it's as physical a game as it was last year, even though the game's longer. I don't know if it's as... Contested. I feel there's, one, well, there's one, less one, stoppages. One. There's less one, stoppages. One. Yeah. But there's more of that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. And what about the May champions, mate? Well, you can say the May champions, but um, if you well, eight... who are I guess who are we taking seriously out of that out of that mob um, in that in that top echelon, right? Melbourne Bulldogs. So a bit's happened over the last few weeks since we were we were together. Um, I don't think the top five will change in composition, or um, the, the order might change. But Melbourne Bulldogs, Port, Geelong, and Brisbane. If you're eight zip seven one or six two, you're really starting to set up your season. I know. I think it was North Melbourne. Either started like a house on fire one year and fell in a hole. I don't think either of those teams will do that. Um, I think they are 
all the real deal, those five. They'll play deep into September, I would think. And equally at the other end, um, I've got a view on St Kilda, but I think there's now only 10 teams that can make the eight. The eight that are in it, and, and those are the sitting ninth and tenth. The, the rest of them are just about cooked, I reckon. Which is a bit sad, isn't it? I think there's only one team that can fall out of the eight. But anyway, of the top guys, um, so like, I mean... All the real deal for me. The top five are the real deal. Okay. Either they, they would be equal flag favourites in my mind. I'd, I'd, I'd lean more to Port and Brisbane again. But Geelong, uh, we saw what they did last week under the great leadership of a great coach. Six acres, where, well, I'm unsure of the Cats because two weeks ago, I would have said they're, they're struggling, not playing well. Um, Jeremy Cameron comes into the team. They have two two wins. Um, yeah, and impressive they were against the Tigers. But I'd still like to see a few more weeks out of them before I could yeah. say they're in the top four. Wasn't yeah. it you saying they'll be much better for Cameron and all those games down at Geelong this year? And um, I had them in my to make it again, but I picked Richmond to win the flag. But I had Geelong being up there again and potentially a replay of the two thousand nineteen or twenty sorry grand final. But I think you know looking at Melbourne Dogs Port, yep. I like it. Um, key thing for me, uh, Cats, they've lost against Melbourne Swans. Uh, Lions, I'm not sure yet. They've lost to three of the top six teams, or top seven teams already. Um, they look like their form is getting better, but they've only beaten Port out of the top eight teams so far this year, so they're not that as impressive, so I'm not sure about them yet. Are you going to give me credit, even though I went a year early on Melbourne? They are a very even list, Melbourne. They're, there's... They are wow we. Well, their key losses um, are none, of course. Yeah. So, look, I, I think the top three are there at the moment. But, again, if you look at Port, they've only had one key win, and that's against the Tigers. Yeah. They, at the top nine. So, I think it may be too early. If they're playing well, they're doing all the right things, can't do much else than beat the teams you're playing against. But Port and Brisbane, for me, preliminary finalists from last year are about where they should be. And I reckon they'll only get better. There is a risk that Melbourne and Bulldogs, um, and Melbourne and Bulldogs particularly, fall away a bit. But I don't think they'll fall away to the point they get outside the top five. No, no, I think they've done enough. Both of those teams have probably already done enough in terms of banking wins. Um, I don't think the Bulldogs win. I, they, if they make top four, I reckon the Bulldogs are the sort of team that can go out in straight sets. Really? Uh, yeah. Why do you say that? Well, um... It's, I, I just don't think their back line's very good. And I think if you match it in the middle um, and, and once you start playing serious teams, have got two good back. Melbourne have got two good back. I mean, they're a little bit unsettled now with Tomlinson, so that'll be interesting. But um, Tricky Ricky May um, has to be, um, Stephen May has to be the, um, the best fullback going around. And Wiedering's having a great season, but um, we talk a bit about the players that are flying and, and I... And um, May is ha- is having a ripper. So when Bulldogs and their forward line have to come up against those sorts of teams, I don't think the Bulldogs uh, make it. And, and Carlton were beaten by five goals, and Carlton are rubbish. So I've always had this view for as long as I've been following this game. It's not until Queen's birthday that you really get a read on the season. I think Melbourne have got Brisbane, Port Adelaide, and Bulldogs yeah. over the next month. And they'll drop some games, mate. I mean, wow. you're just not going to go through. At that. But what they've done is they've given themselves flexibility. They've got now. a buffer. Yeah. They've got a buffer. I think Port and Brisbane, for, for, for me, Port and Brisbane are the two teams now that are, that are locks for the top four. And that positions them really well. Yeah. I still think, I mean, I think 
it's going to be hard. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about Richmond in a second, but I think it's going to oh, be hard. Will. Um, it's going to be hard um, for them to make the top four now, even though they did it in 2009. And I think this year is different because the other teams are better um, coming from that far back. I don't think that that rules us out of winning it, but geez, it's going to be hard from hard from here now. Mm. Richmond uh, would, I would expect Richmond to drop the next two. GWS and Brisbane away. They'll win this week, Troy. Zorin. I'm very think, serious, Troy. I, I think they'll win this week. Let's talk about Richmond now. So you'll think I'm winding you up. I'm not. I say this. Just get on with it. Get your bit out. It's reasonable that the hunger is no longer there, and it clearly wasn't there after half time on. So why Friday would they night. be hungry for one half and not the second half? Well, no, I think I think they they've been very resilient over many years at against the odds, just continuing to get the best out of their group, and. There comes a point, Shane and I, a couple of hundred games between us, we know these things. <laughs> I, there comes a point where the desire and the hunger and the passion, it, it shouldn't be expected to be there. And to me, it doesn't look like it's there. I mean, they got dismantled by Geelong in the second half. Not just beaten, absolutely ripped apart. And as the draw falls, let alone the events of this week, which we will get to in some detail... They have got two really tough games coming up. I don't think they'll win either. And I think this is the start of the slide, which shouldn't be unexpected. They've been great for a long time, but they won't be great this have year. Have you ever seen to your great Mick Malthouse, his theory? No, I haven't heard from Mick this week. No, but I don't think... I think Richmond... I'm not winding you up. I think Richmond will battle to make the eight now. I reckon this was about the same piece that he gave out at about this time last year, mate, during the... Um, during the um... Well, there's some things that, are, that we'll go on about later about the club off-field, but on-field. The hunger, the desire is not there. And they're carrying some players. I don't know how bat, how deep you're bat. I don't know what your injury list is like, but there's some players there like Rioli that I, I struggle to understand why they still get a game, but they persevere with them. Um, and you've got, you've got a couple of people that have been out that hurt you that'll be out for a bit longer. Um, Six, actually, but... That's okay. Yeah, no, so I don't think they're... I don't think they're... What they're do you on think, the slide Shane? for sure. For sure. Oh, I'm still not sure about the slide. So, yes, they got dismantled second half last week. Um, that can happen, but um, when I look at the game, I look at every aspect of it. And when um, a team is getting a bit of a run on, and we might talk about that a bit later, um, the ball seems to bounce their way, come off hands the right way. There's a lot of things that happen to just happen to go... Geelong's way. Yes, they controlled it, but yeah, I'm still unsure, as I just said before, about the Cats. The key thing to me with the Tigers, right, is they've lost four games and all for the top teams in the comp. Mm. So they've got to play the, the lesser teams. So they'll, they'll, I expect them to win those games. Um, they've only had one key win, and that was against the Doggies, and they destroyed them in the second half. Uh, I saw that. Um, I'm still not unsure yet. So um, you reckon they'll beat... And Ad- Port Adelaide was a flip of the coin too, Shane, that game. Where it was, it was a close game. Points. It was so a close game. You think they'll beat one of or both of GWS and Brisbane in Brisbane there? Yeah, wouldn't surprise me if they win. Mm. Absolutely. And just... just Interesting uh, potential out. So, you know, we'll talk about him a bit later. Shay, is he... Who's done the rest, Rioli or Shay? Shay Bolton. That's... No, no, that, that's, that's a big one. Yeah. Well, he is may that, be out for longer than that. When they three weeks or something, four weeks. They, when the AFL get a hold of AFL have cleared it, mate. But anyway, well, that must have happened in the last half hour. Yeah, it did. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'd like to. We'll dive. Actually, it happened earlier, but um, at about ten o'clock this morning. Petulance. 
So you know, I like the way the dogs play, but I'm still unsure of them. And I'll tell you why, because their key wins this year have been now put the pies in their round one because they made finals last year, the pies, but they're no good. Eagles, all right, Eagles don't play well here, all right, and that was a close game. So and they beat the Lions, and I don't think the Lions are playing that well at the moment. Um, their key losses uh, right now is against the Tigers, as I mentioned before. I'm still unsure about them. They've won enough games, though. They'll probably still make the top four, potentially, but as in going further in finals, when the, the heat's really on, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how their back line will stack up. I'm not sure how they actually their on ballers will stack up. So just for the record, because I didn't make enough noise about this in episodes gone by, I think they're on the up. <laughs> they made finals last year. They went down by a kick to St Kilda. I think they'll continue to get better, the Bulldogs, and they're a lock for the top four. In my humble opinion, yeah, just like that. Yeah, that's right. A little bitch wins. We played over two hundred okay. games, so you should be on the ball, mate. What about Carlton? Horrible, horrible, it's funny, horrible. mate. It's just great A comedy, I reckon. But they are. Uh, there's a lot of things wrong with Carlton, but a lot. The coach, <laughs> the way he speaks, and he's almost proud of going into a game against the Bulldogs and saying, "Let's have a shootout." And last person I remember saying that was Malcolm White, who I think did it effectively. They're in all sorts of trouble, Carlton. Right from the very top. From the coach, right through who they're going to keep, who their captain is, the role of the captain, who's going to earn what money. Big, big trouble at that club. Yeah, it is interesting. Someone said on a different program about if you're a club that's already having salary cap squeeze and you haven't actually done anything, you're in big trouble. And that's where, I mean, they've got McGovern, who they're paying... Through the nose, they've picked up this bloke from GWS, the half backer who they're playing in the midfield. He's overweight, Williams. That's yeah, Williams you're talking about, eh? Yeah, yeah, Zach Williams. Exactly. Yeah, Zach Williams. Overweight. He um, looks so unfit. Um, but they, they, they are a rabble. They are. A rabble. But you know the strange thing about that is I've got this sneaking suspicion they're not far off. They're going to beat Melbourne this week, right? Because Melbourne at some point are going to drop one, right? And, yeah, of course. Right and. That they have got, I mean, that Harry McKay, 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 I'm not too sure the no. correct pronunciation. He is a good player. Great player. Right? And he'd be at the top of the list for me in terms of re-signing priorities. Um, but I can't believe the way they've got into Cripps. Now, Cripps is off, right? Um, and I'm not sure he's worth the sort of money they were touting 18 months ago. Obviously, 700, 800? No, they were talking closer to a million. I don't think right? he's ever been worth it. Um, but in my humble opinion. But I, but I think the way the Carlton supporters have gone for him on Talkback Radio, it's a classic. Oh, you mean they're funny. eating their own? Oh, shit, yeah. yeah. I think Worst he's much more. That Sam Walsh is a very good player, though. Like, he's a, he's oh, a yeah, guy. Yeah. Oh, like he's gone past Patrick Cripps. I mean, if they weren't tagging Cripps and other clubs weren't all over Cripps, then blokes like that don't get free up. Interesting um, on the weekend. True. He's not that skilled, though, Cripps. He started on the bench. No, his kicking is not great. I mean, we we joke about it. He kicked a goal at the end of the game last last week when it doesn't count, and he misses the the important ones. And they go into a big game against the Bulldogs. Um, they say they're going to have a shootout, and they start him on the bench. Now I know at half time. That was he, at half time. Oh, he, I thought he started on the bench and started the game. No, no, no. Oh, that was okay. At half time, though. At half time, you go, okay, this is David Teague might pinch one here, but the way they folded like a deck of cards in the last kind of quarter. Um, they've got some massive issues. They certainly won't make the eight. And I know we're not going to spend much time on them, but the team that they beat the week prior, they're in some trouble too. Essendon. And they seem to be 
flying under the radar without a lot of criticism. Oh, I reckon they're going okay, mate. Oh, really? Considering Two and six? Yeah, but, mate, it's it's all perspective. They're going better than Collingwood, and they've got more upside than Collingwood with the list that they've got coming through. Shouldn't have lost points at halftime. They did, though. Right. Stiff on the weekend, lost by two. That game they probably didn't deserve to win. No. They were behind. The week before, against Carlton, they were a chance to win as well. So I actually reckon they're okay. How about just the players that are flying and struggling? Any 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 that stand out for you? Well, yeah, the guy I mentioned before, Shea Bolton. Um, I thought he's yeah. struggling. He's struggling, <laughs> struggling at the his, moment. Struggling to engage his brain. Well, maybe then on the footy field, being a star. He was a star last year. Can't believe he didn't get selected in the All Australian team or the Under Twenty One team. So um, no surprise to me. I think he's a gun. He's got special skills. And we mentioned Harry Mackay. I've really been impressed with him for a couple of years now, and he's leading the goal kicking after eight eight rounds, thirty goals, three point eight. Gun. Have you worked that out? He will only get better. That kid. So that means about probably 70, 75 to eighty goals, mate. So he's he's also going to be one of the, the four or five who don't quite kick a hundred. You were thinking three point eight on yeah. average at the moment. So Texas on the way, mate. Is. You said his trend graph. I've been. How, how's that going for him? Right? Goal been, it's about eighty four goals. I've been very impressed with Petrarca again. I've been very impressed with Max Gorn again. Gorn's, um, Gorn's having a ripper season. And and I do like um, a couple of the kids at the Swans. I think they've got a handful of players who, whether they come out of the academy or whatever, they're going okay as well. Yep. Um, Toby Green, mate. I was going to say him. Toby Green. Yeah. Doesn't he's want my, the captaincy. He's my favourite um, non-Richmond player in the AFL. Leon's gone quiet. There's no criticism of Leon. This is if he could be Chook. He could three. be Chook. I reckon in that video. I reckon he could be. <laughs> I'll ask him. It could I'll be. Ask him. Could Giants be. four and four. They've won what four of their last five. Yeah, won the last two. They win this week. I think um, they'll zip three. So they've won four of their last five. They'll be in the eight. Couple of lucky wins, you might say, but hey, they're winning. So they'll be in the eight this time I'll, next week. Uh, I'll refrain on Leon for the for this week. Have you seen their injuries as well? So that's the only thing that. Um, that, that are, and no. suspension now too mm-hmm. with Finlayson, so they don't have a forward line. Um, what the bloke, what the blokes were struggling. So I mean, <clears throat> Hill from St Kilda. I mean, I know he got moved to half back, and all of a sudden, what's his name's coach of the year? Uh, my mate, um, um, Jack Zebel. Oh, dearie well, man. I said the other week, you should be playing the back uh, pocket. Hoskin Elliott. Another one of your favourites? Well, my favourite. It's two uh, Mark years. Murphy? Two years. Yeah, he's been very quiet. Did he play on the weekend? I don't I think he played. Think I don't think, I don't think he played, right? Yeah. But hopefully they dropped him. But um, they're, they're, uh, Hoskin Elliott, mate, he, he's a well, disaster. Texas, player. mate, Jordan Dugowie. No, no, he's going He's struggling, mate. He kicked six goals against North. He's whippy-doo. Whippy-doo. Uh, I, I think the way he's been coached and played... Like, you have a look at how some clubs are using different players. I reckon Rutten, what he's doing with Jake Stringer, unfortunately he got injured as well. There's another injury. Um, he always gets injured. Yeah, I, I, I know, Shane, but um, he does have a higher propensity to, um, to only play 15 out of 22 games or whatever it is. But um, the way they've used him at centre bounce is a bit of a shock. And then bang, straight into the forward line. He, he's been good. Oh, he played a great game against you know, Collingwood did, on Anzac. You know, the last two years he's been there. Do you want to talk about um, change. umpires, mate? Or do you want to just say... Is it, um, because no, I think and, the... Um, and well, the reports. So, well, with umpiring full stop, they've, as I said at the start of the year, this is the 19th side in the competition who has a very young list and they've just lost their coach um, under a cloud of controversy. Mm. Um, so Hocking, they've been, sorry? Mm. Steve Hocking. 
Yeah, well, that's right. Mm. And um, uh, that's a real loss for that group, losing Hayden Kennedy, but he was just cooked and had different views of the way the competition should run to his boss, and we all know how that ends. Um, but they've been inconsistent. I reckon the problem with umpiring, not at the AFL level, but right through the ranks, is if you make a mistake and there's been some howlers, there's just no depth, there's no consequences. So you can be poor at AFL level and you still get a game next week and then go and watch your local footy, particularly your junior local footy, and there's actually not anyone umpiring. There was three of them, mate, on Friday night. Howlers? No, 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 no. Well, if you call an umpire a howler, (laughs) who who kept kept coming... Poor oh, Jesus Christ. You're only, you're that because with that deliberate um, kick. What is going is on? Zerhaz? Hey? Is Zerhaz? Zerhaz, yeah. Well, yeah, they're red yeah. hot on that. Oh, my God. They're red hot on that. No, I mean, nothing wrong with the rule, but that interpretation. Intent. Yeah. Comes, oh, my Intent. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny. to try and keep the I'm trying keep to keep the goal and I miss kick it. Yeah. Oh, that's one, one thing I'd say about that is it's been consistent all year. It's, it's no, more it often. No, one's, that's, no one's, that's a shocker, mate. No, but there's been a lot of shockers. It's... If you run yeah. the risk of hitting, kicking the ball to the boundary line, you're going to get pinned. Change time. the rules again. It's called basketball. We've got to move on. We've got to move on to the corner. Other teams I do want to talk about reports. Bailey, Bailey Fritch, is it? Yeah. That, that raised yeah, forearm? Oh, elbow, must, not forearm. I, I am staggered. He didn't get... That he didn't they get they turned it around, mate. He I got am, weeks. I am staggered. What do you mean he got... So, no, he played. No, no, he got weeks and they, they appealed. Yeah, that's yeah, what I mean. Oh, yeah. I can't believe that. I know, I'm with you. And I can't I can't believe that the AFL don't have the right to go, that's rubbish. They do. They could have appealed. Well, why they aren't didn't. they? Has it ever been done before? It's, it's your mate Hocking again. The other thing, what about McCartan? How, yeah. did, how does he get five weeks? Oh, for, for that, that pretty Behind bad. the play. That was pretty bad. He should have got eight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I bet. Oh, I, well, a... again, this is a problem with the system. Um, I bet if that had happened in later in the season, it would have been a different penalty. I reckon six to eight would have been right for McCartan. I reckon Fritch was should have got a few. Lysets was poor, and I haven't seen it, but they were talking today about Mumford, who didn't yeah, get sighted knees, for mate. something where yeah. he was dropping the Did knees. Did it Greg and, Stafford, mate. Really. Yeah, really poor, and no one can believe that he hasn't been I know, he should be out, mate. That's another hell. What plugger, plugger got seven, was it? For, no, Barry Hall got seven for... Hitting Staker, yeah, mm. Staker. Well, McCartan oh, was, was similar. Was, oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. pretty bad. But like McCartan just gone. Yeah, yeah and in staging. the current environment. Yeah. And yeah, I guess five. And also from what he's experienced in life. I mean, it's just unbelievable. All right. At long-term contracts. No. Please. No. No. You can bring it up with the coach. What he would do. Should be a rule board in. Okay. All right. Carry on. We're, I can hear him. He's he's sweating up, mate. He's he's ready to come in. Morwood, a chance here for Collingwood. Shane Morwood puts it back. Oh, magnificent goal by Morwood. Shano, you've been, I know you've been struggling over the last couple of weeks. I've had to check in with you. Um, very angry with my challenging you, right to the point that you, um, you've even had to speak to outside counsel about it. Uh, which came back to me. And thanks for yeah. supplying the number for BAP too. <laughs> yes, I was <laughs> we don't subscribe to that to that here, but um, those moves were terrible. <laughs> what moves? The There's ones that no you, moves. The ones that you, that you exactly. Well, Jeremy Howe's injured. Here, mate. Jeremy Howe's injured. Darcy Moore, you put him into the forward line, not in the right. So that was a good move. Dickhead. And then, uh, what's his name? Zebel still hides in no, the no, back pocket and picks up the possessions like and they get him best on ground. No, no, the, he's not doing the team. The thing. Jeremy Howe one involved 
Brady Major go to half-back. And the well, day you can't after go to half-back, He didn't. He kicked four goals the day after you, you suggested it, and then he backed it up on the weekend again. He well, imagine if Jeremy had been playing, he would have kicked six. No, imagine, imagine got dropped. Was that I what it was? Imagine. I was like, what did you say? You can't imagine. remember. What you, imagine. No, I, I, I said, imagine. <laughs> There's another question we can talk about here. Anyway, we have... Was this on the... It wasn't on the... Not on the run sheet. No, it was on the run sheet. Oh, Hello. Yes. So one of the things that we sorry that what is on the run sheet, mate, is that mate, we've got a, a plethora of questions for you today. Um, oh, we're share. starting with do share run-ons. I mean, clearly a couple of them happened to one to my team. Um, yep. yep. Um, and then secondly, Carlton, who are the specialists. So I heard a stat that thirty games since Teague's started coaching. Yeah. Um, have they? conceded um, 30 points or more without the opposition um, breaking into that score. And they often Green. concede over 90, whether they win or not. I, I heard that last night too. Oh, no, that's this this season. Well, this yeah, the teams this they've year. lost, they've all scored over 100 except for points. Well, this year they averaged 93 points against them. So the question... They averaged kicking 89 for them, for and against. So I raised this, Shane, with you when Essendon... Essendon, or Essendon, Essendon, Essendon. Um, had a lot of goals scored against them in a particular game, and I think they played Hawthorne. How do you, how do you, as a coach, stop a run on when you see it happening? Because we've seen it a number of times. It's not just one or two goals. It's five, six, seven, eight, ten goals in a row. How do you deal with that? Well, the, the key thing is. Did you? No. All right. Did you? No. The key is what? Identifying what the issue is, where the cause is, and the effect. And I'd expect my leaders to identify that. So the message, if they haven't identified it, would be to the runner, get out there and tell them to do A, B, or C, whatever it may be. So presuming it starts in the midfield. Generally, it is in the midfield. Yeah, so after how many goals is it considered a run-on when you're... For me, when I was coaching, two. Two in a row, you start to have a red yeah, flag. It's bangs, lockdown, uh, tighten up, get the game back on, just level playing field. At, at worst, 50-50. That is the best case scenario. So what does that mean for the uneducated? One-on-one, on one, get, get the ball, They're not getting the ball, lock it down, stoppage after stoppage after stoppage, stop the run. Right. So why don't we see that then at AFL level if it's that simple? I, I don't well, know. It's simple to say. I, I don't. Yeah, no, no, sorry. Different I, I don't. I don't so know. clearly... AFL coaches would think like you and go, right, red flag, two goals, three goals, whatever. Got to lock down, got to break even, got to stop the flow. Yep. But, geez, often you don't see it happen. So your mindset's got to shift from going to try and win the footy to not even trying to win the footy. Just lock that thing down and start again and try and stop that run momentum and slow it up. So defensively you go, <coughs> I don't have to win the footy, I just have to stop my opponent winning the Absolutely. footy. Absolutely. And if that means stoppage after stoppage after stoppage, that's a win. Absolutely. And I reckon there wouldn't be that many teams that concede, like, that many unanswered um, scores, if you like. So even when you have those momentum shifts, you might jag one goal as the opposition team to try and slow it down, but then they might go get another two type thing. Um, Whereas in in our game, they just went bang. Um, in the Carlton game, mm. same thing. Mm. And they've got a record. So I think, I don't know, Carlton appears to be much more structural for them because it's happening so often and, and they can't cut it down. I mean, I actually can't remember the last time 
there was that sort of run on against Richmond where it was six or seven goals in a row. Can, can uh, you, can probably, you coach against, it? probably against the Swans uh, at the MCG three or four weeks ago, yeah. it happened. Can you coach? Um, can not, you to that, not to that level, Shane. Absolutely. No, they, they might have finished the, half, the second half off with three or four, um, but not, not seven or eight and just like, fuck me, what's going on here? Oh, We'd have to look though. I reckon the Swans, the Swans in the second half of the second quarter against the yeah. Tigers, boom, and then straight after the, um, the start of the third quarter went bang again. So they, okay. you probably had, there was a break in between. Yes. Yeah, so you probably fair. had a long okay. run. So you have to lock it down because we've seen the game this year, uh, it's flowing more. There's more one-on-ones. The scores are higher. Uh, there are 100 point games there's 90 point games but does, that that come, does that come with maturity and particularly strength so if you're a younger list and, and you look at um, North Melbourne Hawthorne Collingwood recently Essendon Adelaide if you're not strong bodied and so you and I are going to I'm, I'm going to lock it down but I'm just not as physically strong as you does that where you, is that where you get found out like what's the key ingredient to locking it down is it strength or is it desire or it's, is my, it, it's mindset mate it's all in the head Really? Absolutely. You see some of the guys, um, the smaller guys that are in every team today, they're still strong. They can still lock down players. They're still doing you know, high number of tackles throughout the game. Okay. The thing is about the game, there's ebbs and flows. All right. It's when it's not flowing your way is restricting that time frame that it's not going your way. So let's say Carlton, for example, right? because we're all critical of them at the moment. As I said, like 89 points on average for, 93 against. Just imagine if they were able to lock down the game for two minutes, three minutes, all right, maybe even each quarter, but just for three minutes a game. And that's a swing of two goals, one for them and one against. That's the difference. They go from 2-6 to 6-2 potentially. But you don't see that from them. So And like so, you expect your leaders yeah, that was in everything to lock it down. What if your leader is not of that mindset because your leader is well, a Potentially. Boring. I don't know Cripps, right? I don't know him, right? But I don't see anything from him that's, that's leadership material. Really don't. He crushes and bashes. He doesn't, he's not that skilled, but where's the leadership thing? Where's the rallying the players? Where's demanding direction and players to stand up? I don't see that from him. Yeah, okay. But they're just minute things that make the difference of the really good teams that perform consistently for a long period of time, like Richmond have. So that's why I'm not going off Richmond yet, because I, they do it. It's, it's in them. Yeah, you can have some bad weeks. They may be on the side. You might be right. We're going to be able to tell in a few weeks' time. The, so the clubs have got ownership of that. The players have got ownership this shouldn't have to happen. Just set the, the expectation. As I said, two goals. If a team kicked two goals against England, bang, it's locked down. And I expect to hear that call come from everyone. It's so if it's down. not coming from the leaders, you send the runner out and you say lock down, and players instinctively should know bang. that that means draw the contest, stoppage Correct. after stoppage. And, and then what if it's just not happening? Mate, they're they're, 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 the margin is not happening. That's the thing. Mm. And that's what we want. As assistant coach at the under-12s at Eltham, mate, the girls' team, you've got enough material now to go back and, and talk to the girls about that. Shano, who has got the toughest job in coaching at the moment? Which coaches mm. has got the toughest gig? Well, I reckon all coaches have a tough gig, but there's two, David Noble. And the reason why I say David Noble, because we know where North Melbourne's situation is, the challenge for him is to not listen to exterior noise, the outside noise, all right? Just be strong in what you want to achieve with the players, with the systems, the process, just do it. Just stick with it. And that's what he's saying. Did you hear him? He said... Wins aren't as important. Just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. And it's tough too because eventually you've got the media alike. They're hungry. They're, you know, they're on bucks. 
Um, now the swinger, what's his name? Cleary's got his, it, his a, rating of you know who the pressure is on all the coaches now, and he's swinging around. It's just crap. The other one is Dimmer, and I'll say Dimmer because this is a, a really tricky period for him. He's got players out. Uh, they're four and four. The four games they've lost against uh, top eight teams. I you know I'd have to check back. I haven't checked on last year. Did they lose against all the top teams last year? I don't think so. It's not them. So it's a challenge at the moment because. One, his personal life's changed. Mm -hmm. Is this all impacting? We don't know. I still think they'll come through. They were challenged last year. We questioned them. Didn't think they'd respond in the in the COVID bubble. Did it beautifully. Did really well. So they got credit. But there's pressure on him. There's a high level of expectation. You mentioned expectation before. There's a high level of expectation us from us, um, you know, onlookers, but certainly from within. What about are they are they meeting those expectations? Only they know. We don't see, you know, his uh, coaches meeting with the players. So that's interesting. I would have picked either of those two as the like the first ones that would come off, first cab off the rank. Um, uh, Mop, for what it's worth, I mean, mm. Ratten, I think, based off the fact that people thought there was going to be an upward trajectory um, <clears throat> and the way they've fallen away. And a lot of that is, I mean, they had a few injuries at the start. I think they're starting to get a few players back now, but... Um, a lot of there was around effort, so you know, a coach can actually impact that sort of stuff. I would have mm. thought, um, and I actually think Clarkson, um, because of um, he's been given a bit of a free pass, um, and they're really they're really struggling at the moment. Now they too have got <laughs> a few a few injuries. You forget um, some of their players, right? And mm. when you're a lesser team, it's even more impactful. Um, so I just thought those two. I mean, obviously Buckley's. An obvious one, and I think Teague now the the that they've just got to, they've got to beat somebody, right? So and that will just give him some um give him some time. But mm. um, Trey, which blokes of the assistants are the ones that are catching your eye? There's a lot of talk about a couple of them. I've got to say, you've got to do your research for this because a lot of them are unknown, certainly to me. Who who do you think is uh, the next wave of up and coming? Well, you mentioned Clarko, and it's going to be very interesting what Hawthorne do with Clarko. He's got another year to run in his contract. Mm -hmm. um, do they extend it from there? Where do they see are them? Are they going to rebuild? They're going to go to the draft. What's your Kenneth, Kenneth says they're going to go to the draft, get the young players. Sam Mitchell as an assistant, been over the West Coast, spent 12 months or two years. What's your view on that? With Clarko? Yeah. Um, I think it'll depend on where Clarko is to a point. I think there'll be a change. So he gets the, feel. Are you happy that he gets to call it? He either says, I want another four-year deal or I want to walk. Are you okay? Well, I'd, be, I'd like to know what Clarko's doing with Sam. As yeah. in, like, is he grooming him to take over? And he should be. And if it's not taking over his role, so he could step into another role at another club, as in head coach of a... So, so I forgot he'd spent some time at West Coast. He went when, when he finished, my playing. concern. I always yeah, one year there, mate. Was it just yeah. one? Yeah. I, I I just hate clubs who are so insular that they look at their own unproven people to automatically go into coaching, a bit like other clubs have done. But I did forget he'd spent time over there. He went over West Coast, so. Yeah. Um, but Clarko's Clarko's got one more year to go. One year, yeah, twenty twenty two. Yeah. And so I heard the club say they'll wait till the end of this year. They're going to say to Clarko one or two things, I imagine. Hey, time's up and you're out. Presuming he wants to go again. Yeah. Or here's a, at least a three-year deal. I worry with Clarko that he's becoming sheedy-like and it's just too long. So that's a big call to sack him. He's earned the right after four premierships, I think it is, at that club. 
he's earned the right to call on his own. But I'm how many sure. how many years was she here? Twenty seven. Yep. Yeah, he won his fourth premiership in the 23rd year. Yeah, so. a bit different, a little bit different in that era too, in terms yeah. of the draft and, and the way it works. I think I think it's been too long. But let's go back to the question before we get into the next one. Who's the up-and-comers that... Who would you take a punt on? This is a better question. Who would you take a punt on who's an assistant, from what you know, and go, I'd back him in. He can coach a footy club. Everyone's that's talking it. about Adam Muzo. That's it. He's been around for a long time. Yeah, why, but he's never why, done it. That's right. Why hasn't he had a job earlier? So well, apparently he, he missed um, behind Nick's to get the Adelaide. Yeah, he was close there, very close yeah. there. So like Scotty Burns. Scotty's yep. been around for a long, long yep. time, and touted as a really, really good coach. Yep. Never gets a gig. Well, he missed it. Robert, Robert, Robert yeah, exactly. Harvey, Peter Sumich. Um, Robert Harvey's never going to be a senior coach, mate. Or Adam, maybe not. Adam Kingsley's one that's been mentioned. Um, mm. Justin um, Lepage. Well, Lepage well, is out of the great. senior coach, right? So he's completely new. He's out of the system yeah. altogether. So he's having a year off, or, or that's it. I don't know. I think Matty Scarlett yeah. uh, was at the Doggies for a while. He's down Geelong. Great defensive mind. Uh, he's brought some great players into the group and educated them. Does he want to be a senior coach? I don't know. Your mate Six Acres has been there since two thousand eleven. So you know, it's his eleventh. Mm. Season? Look, look at the ladder now. So, Was that a season of not doing anything? One. Yeah. 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 Nothing else. No, no good. I don't know what Simon Wilburn's background was, but he's he's now at Essendon. He yeah. was at Essendon for a while. So I, I, there's a pattern developing for me that is, a you got to get your senior coach right, but equally important, I think, given the soft cap and the the less numbers in the box, you've got to get the right people around you. Um, everyone's got to start somewhere. Well, I'll go back. Sorry to interrupt. I'll go back to uh, round three, 2019, Pies versus Eagles, MCG. 10-minute mark, third quarter. Nathan Buckley says to the assistants, do we change up what we're doing here from a structure point of view? Do yeah. we go long down the ground instead of this chip 45? Um, and I'm sitting behind him and I'm going, yes, that's what you do. Change it up. And not one whisper for any one of those coaches. Well, that's why Which Muhammad's ringing up. Disappointed. That's yeah. why Muhammad's calling for you. Burnt the fibres out, mate. So on the can, NBN network. Back to what you're saying. It's about connected. You've got to have the right people. And stand up and say, yes, Bucks, no Bucks. We need to do this, Bucks. So Throw I have a view, out. Shane. I know nothing about anything, as you remind me often. Yes. You can stay too long in a role yeah. in life. And assistants being at the same club, assistants working together with the same senior coach, it is... It is a problem, I reckon. You can stay too long. And that was my question that follows this one. No, that's it, mate. That's We can't. Yeah, we can, Tex. Uh, how long is too long to coach? You've just given us an example of how long is too long, mate. The amount of questions and how the follow-up on the... Well, just, how do you stop a run-on, mate? It's sort of like now me trying to stop a run-on of your questions. And only the coach can answer this, <laughs> is when you know that you're not having any impact on the group and the development of the group, yet you want to stay on and continue to coach. But at some point, Shane, the ego Shane. must kick in because you're well-paid, you're not in it for a long time. You could forgive any of the, You could give in any of the eighteen coaches. And that's when the power of the club should go. Ah, bang, you're wow. out. See, see you later. That is why. That yeah. is why Hawthorne need to part ways with Clarkson and Collingwood with Buckley. If Buckley and Clarkson want to continue on, in my view, they well, Buckley's be, already told them they shouldn't yeah. be allowed to. They should be cut for the benefit of the club and the individual. Tex. 
Magnificent. Let's start pacing out your run-up, mate. Shano, we've got more for next week and they won't be positional moves. Incisive, Don't be mate. so critical. Not the, eye, the eye's coming out. I, tell yeah, you I know, it's stinking. <laughs> <laughs> Something was stinking. Thank you very much, Shane. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So Turtle TV is back, and this week, Turtle, the focus is on footy. It is, Tex, and there's no married at first sight either. Um, <laughs> Thank Christ. Well, I think the reason for that, we scrapped the Brownlow idea as well, mate. It's too long now. Everyone's forgotten about that. Big Brother, have you been watching that, mate? No. No, no, neither have I. No, forget about Big Brother. I wanted to talk about favourite footy shows. Yep. Okay? Now, I've categorised these into two areas, like serious footy shit for... Dead set footy heads, and also um, footy shows that are a bit more irreverent, bit of fun, and whatever else. Okay, so interested in your own views about what you like and you don't like on, on either of those two. Okay. But I've got two. What one's a one's a favourite? Um, as we get the engine started on this segment, mate. We're <laughs> <laughs> revving up now. <laughs> yeah, mate. The taco's gone into overdrive. Um, but I, I found one, which is it's not on TV. Um, it's on the internet. What is it? It's a dead set series. I mean, and, and Shano, I know you you've done a heap of preparation for this episode, but it's got all this. They cover all the stats. It's called Pure Footy, and it's it's David King, and a, and a guy they've called Doctor Daniel Hoyne, um, who David, does all David the King. Now, now, hang on a sec, mate. But they cover off all the stats from Champion Data and all like different stats, and they focus on. Teams that do a deep dive it goes for about twenty five minutes. It'll be available tomorrow, I reckon. If you go and search "pure footy," right? Um, look, and you'll love it. There's seven episodes, and they, um, they, they, they do this, um, this kicker rating. And apparently, Collingwood had, after round six, three of the worst, um, kicker rating players, um, in the AFL. Okay, and you'd be surprised who two of them were. Pendlebury and Zybottom. No, they back. They were backmen. Maynard, Maynard and Crisp. And so the way they rate it, this, this particular stat, is um, the average footballer would make that 25-metre kick from there to there. Mm. Um, but if there's a 50-metre kick, which is not a standard kick, who's more likely to make it? And based off you connecting on that, um, they give you an above 100%. Rating, so you're in the top 18% or you're in the top 12% or whatever. Anyway, full of stats, and for, for those who love it, do yourself a favour and check it on um, on the internet. It's, it's, I think it's a Herald Sun thing. Pure um, footy. There's a pure podcast, footy. I think. There, well, yeah, well, I mean, they might call it a podcast. I can see you're doing a search right mm. there as we speak, Tex, um, but that's a beauty. But um, apart from that, have you seen The First Crack, which is um, it's also done as a podcast. It's on a Sunday night. No. Um, on Fox Footy, no, and it's a, a, well, no. busy. first no. crack. Yeah, it's um, they do it Friday night after the game on Fox, uh, and ben some Dixon. Friday nights. Ben Dixon's in it. That that idiot Tom Morris, um, Lee Montagna, who's actually pretty good, um, and, and and your mate David King. Um, oh, so they're the serious ones. Now the the more irreverent ones, he, irreverent, the more irreverent ones. So this, you know, what was why the reverend? Hey. I was the reverend. The, you were the reverend. 
reverend um, and you're very reverential especially that voice particularly when you speak closer to the speaker shane but um or the microphone as the case may God be bless you, <laughs> um but it's got to be the front bar doesn't it great show great show well it's one of the two footy shows i watch every week yeah funny as right. Fantastic. Your mate, Sunday footy show with Chopper's Jones. Chopper's um, Jones's. Chopper's. Um, and Nathan Brown and Damien Barrett. Too many people. And your mate Kane Corns. I, I um, love front bar. Love it. Yeah, front bar's number one. I mean... Billy? Um, no, I, I just love the combination of Andy Ma, Mick Malloy, Sam Pang. And then even last week when they had Marty oh, Shigo along. He was he good, was, wasn't he? Was he was great yeah. as well. So. Yeah, and, they, and they get Ryan Fitzgerald who's... Yeah. Who's really good, um, actually. And, um, oh, what's, what's the guy who comes dressed up in his old-fashioned Titus O'Reilly. Titus O'Reilly. Yeah. Have you yeah, seen amazing. him do stand-up? He's very funny. He's, he's written a, book, funny a couple of books, yeah, actually. Yeah, he has. So, there you go. Do yourself a favour. I mean, tune into... So, oh, the first crack... TV. First crack and pure footy. And I mean, for, footy. for gen, genuine footy heads. And then, I mean, I, there's no... no um, Gold logies for for my selections on the other stuff. They're Front bar popular. and oh, the Sunday footy show. They're, they're they're good stuff. There's not too much else in the irreverent section. I'm just trying to think. No. Um, I mean, Dermy's got this show now called Dermy Delivers, which is um, a why, bit of. Why don't we video our podcast? Well, we could. Why don't we do something different? That is that, a thought. That, You're that that what about that other show that um, the guy from Adam Cooney does? They can't stand that show. Oh, that's meant man. to be funny, on but Sunday that's night. I've watched about ninety seconds of that. The, the late um, is that Burger Rings. Um, oh, uh, yeah, I know. The, the guy does it with the the, the guy does it with a, a clown. Yeah, can't um, have that at all. No good. Yeah. It's no turtle TV, mate. All right, carry on. And I want to look him straight in the eye, and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no good, rotten, four flushing, low life, snake licking, dirt eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood sucking, dog kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat ass, bug eyed, stiff legged, spotty lip, worm headed sack of monkey shit he is. Now, boys, there's, there's two of my passions this week in the tirade. The first of all is the Collingwood coach, Nathan Buckley. Mm. This is what has to, has to be taken out of his hands. This is the best outcome for Nathan the man, Collingwood the club. They have to go to Nathan, because this is what would happen in corporate Australia. They have to say to Nathan, we're not asking you, we're telling you, Nathan, to go away for two weeks. We're standing you down for two weeks. Go away, stay away from this footy club. We want to see how this club is going to operate without you. We want to see what the connection is of the people. We want to see how they play. We'll get Robert Harvey to coach for two weeks. And then they'll make an informed decision for Nathan's mental health. Stay away from the club. Nathan's. Yours. And then he'll come back. And if he still then wants to coach the club. There won't be a club left if Robert Harvey's coaching it, mate. Then they make a decision in two weeks' time to <laughs> reappoint him or to sack him. Uh, They've got to step in and not allow no. the club no. or the competition, I haven't finished, Shane, to be distracted by Don't be distracted. one coach's um, ability to want to hang on to his job because his ego is so great. So step in, Mark Corder, show some great leadership at the club and say, this is how it's been. We're standing you down, Nathan, for two weeks, and then we're going to make a call. Now. It's definitely left of centre, Shane. It's a left of centre. <laughs> You've got to intervene. You can't let this play out because... It's, a, it's an intervention. The guy... It's a modern intervention. So we, we're very serious. We saw what happened to Reece Shaw when the world became a bit too hard for him. Nathan's been through a lot. 
as an individual, Just away from his free coaching. Understand that, but he's under the pump at a Not club that's under months. scrutiny, without a football manager, with a soft Have cap. Have you seen his Instagram page, mate? He's having a great time. Anyway, let me get onto the news of the day. Hang and on, that is on that on Bucks. It's extension, or is that tick gone? Yeah, but see you later. But there's no make that call now. Think about it. Make that call he has now. To think about it every day, mate. Nathan's just holding on, mate. He is a, a loss or two away. And the club away. is allowing him to hold on. The club is greater than anyone. Bang. See ya. Mm. You've wound him up, mate. Now, Shane. What's happened in the last 24 hours? <laughs> and I'll check this I've with seen. Adventurous Ventress. Let me say this. Let me say <laughs> this for the, for the people out there who are going to do nasty things to me. I have no issue, me personally with our Indigenous friends. However, the shenanigans of Rioli and Shy Bolton this Willie, week. As in Willie Rioli? Not Shy. Well, Shy. Willie today and... Willie do what? Well, Willie what today? Tex. <laughs> Turtle. <laughs> they are becoming... They are becoming a blight on our game, the Indigenous players, because oh. proportionately... The trouble that they get well, themselves I'm have to, into. I'm going to have to pause the no, no, The trouble that they... So think, I don't make these things up, right? The number of incidents that happen with Indigenous players in the AFL is disproportionate to the number of players who play the game. So, again, 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 we've seen two individuals of the Indigenous type who've gone out, who have no regard for rules, who think they're better than the than the club? Their individuals are greater than the club. They go and get themselves into trouble. You can dress it up all you like, right? But that club, Richmond, and those Indigenous players at that club have got a massive issue. So it's like throwing fuel on the fire. They should be sacked or at least stood down for a long time for their behaviour. You can cut it any way you like, right? But. For, to get into a fight in a public place and then for another one bloke to jump in and then to have his wrist broken and to miss, that is bad, bad, bad. And then today, Willie Rioli over there in the West, who's... He's actually out north in Darwin. Yeah. yeah, well, he's from the West. Why there is he's any... actually from Darwin. Why the, there northwest. is any discussion at all about what we should... I'll tell you what Willie should do. Willie should pack up his swag and head back out into the distant bush where he has come from and probably would like to be, if the truth be known, and not take attention away. He's been given a great opportunity to contribute to society, to play the game he loves and to be remunerated accordingly. And he has stuffed it up. And what they continue to do, these men of colour, is they get given a wonderful opportunity to play the game they love and they continue to throw dirt back in the public's face it is not good enough. It is uncalled for. I repeat again, I myself have no issue with Indigenous people, but I have massive issues with the lack of trust that we should put in the Indigenous AFL playing community because we take one step forward with them and two steps back and we've got to intervene and call this as we see it. And that is, they are a blight on the game as a collective. And if I was running a club, Shane, I would think very long and hard about recruiting an Indigenous player to my club because you can't trust them. And I base that on a sample size of about half a dozen over the last two years. Are we on, Harry? Are we still on? <laughs>
I mean, honestly and truly. Tommy, I just... I don't make up these things. They, they... You do, mate. I mean, I, I think... I don't know enough about the Willie one, all right? Because that's um, well, it's less that's than fifty a... grams or something. It's it's very minimal. Shane, don't you justify just, it. I'm just going to say this, right? And I don't know whether it's true or not, right? But I would have a bet, my money, not even yours, because you're a loser when you come to betting, right? That at least fifty percent of the AFL players would have some substance on them, or in their possession, or in their house, or in their car, or something. He's just stiff or dumb to get caught at the airport. Uh, the latter, so and why don't... Whatever I don't. So don't single out Willie for that instant. I'm only more concerned about his other one, where he's bloody, you know, swapped over his bloody urinary sample for some bloody Gatorade. Well, I think... Now, it's a pattern of behaviour here, Shane. Yeah. I know, but I'm just yeah. talking about this one that came yeah. to light in the last... Yeah. And I don't think that's got right. anything to do with whether he's Indigenous or not. Nothing or not. Because there's what? a few non-Indigenous players who've got themselves into a fair bit of bother over the last 12 months as well. This is the world we live in. Six hours ago, the yeah, so, so hang on, mate. Do you want to respond to my, my response? Which is what? Well, are they painted on again, mate? What? Have you been painting them on? Listen, I just said something listen, to you, mate. Listen. Don't what, be sorry. so rude and ignorant. I, I apologise. Yeah. What did you say to me? I just said to you that there are multiple other players from different backgrounds who've had similar issues over the last 12 months. Like who? Hey? Like who? Like who? Yeah, well, like... Coleman Jones is who was with um, Sydney Stack last year. Mm-hmm. Um, the Adelaide players who broke the rules. Mm-hmm. Um, there was plenty of um, non-Indigenous mm-hmm. players amongst those, mm-hmm. for starters. Um, Hunter, Hunter who, who rammed his car into wherever yep. and went over to another mate who supported him who was also a non-Indigenous bloke. Yep. Should I go on, Tex? Now, how many players um, on an AFL list? Hey? How many players on an AFL list? What is it, 42? 42. 42. 42. You're yeah. the mathematician. 42 times 18. How many players are playing the game? 756. Of 756, how many would be of colour, no. roughly? No, of colour? What does that mean? Yeah. Indigenous Dark. or...? Aboriginal. Because there's also Sudanese oh, background yeah. players. So how many Aboriginals in the 750? About 100? Yeah, about 100. They take the headlines for all the wrong reasons. This pro- I don't make this up. This I don't know what... A- the, so the, I don't think anything had to do with their, their background or race... When, when I do. Pre- I think it's it? got everything well, to do with it. Do you know what my question was, mate? No. All no, right. So let me finish asking you my question, and then you can answer it. I'm listening. Yeah, you are now. I'm just just checking. So last night, or sorry, on the weekend when um, Bolton and Rioli um, got into their situation, mm. what's that got to do with the fact that they were indigenous? Because it's another example of indigenous people not being prepared to follow the rules that are governed by, in this case, the club. You don't go out in a public place. That, so, so hang on a sec. There was no, there's no rules from the club saying they couldn't. It was their night off and they were allowed to. So there was no issue about okay. them going out. Why? They weren't out till 4 or 5 a.m. or anything like that, as I understand. I don't know what time it happened. I am interested no, no. in yeah, that. Apparently it happened just around midnight. Okay. So they're out at a nightclub. Yep. And they get into a fight over no, something? They, they didn't get into a fight. Um, the, the partner of Daniel Rioli yep. was um, abused, um, treated inappropriately yep. um, by a male. Yep. So, Rioli, so I'll, I'll ask you, if that was your daughter yep. and she's there with her boyfriend, what would you expect her boyfriend to do in that situation? Well, you'd like Support to think, her? He went over there to speak yeah, to the people. Of course you'd hope that would happen. And then he got snotted. Yeah. By whoever it was, which yeah. then 
led to the situation where Bolton got intervened yeah. to protect his mate. And, and then he's incurred an injury. I don't know if that happened by striking. That's not, that has not been revealed, whether it happened in, the, in the, the sequence of events or when he fell and he just hurt his wrist when he fell. So, so, but that, so what's that got to do with... Um, everything. You're part of the people in this society who don't address the real issue, and that is that there's, a, there's something... There's, there's got to be a penalty for poor behaviour... And the poor behaviour is as a professional, in this case footballer, as a professional to put yourself in a situation where you get into an altercation and that altercation causes you to have an injury and therefore to miss time to let yourself down, That's your team down and your club agree, down. Right? I would have thought. Well, they, that club in particular hasn't seemed to ever have dealt with it and West Coast Eagles look like they could do the same. Like Willie Rioli. So which club is dealing with it, mate? Which club do you think is the benchmark? Swans did. Uh, what, what, Swans what? did. Elijah Taylor gone. Bang. No mucking around. Stood down. So then what? Sacked. So do you think there's a slight difference between what Elijah Taylor has done and um, what Rioli and Bolton? No, not have done? really. Uh, uh, so um, beating up, beating up your partner is is different to defending yourself. I don't condone that in any way. Right. But when you're a player at a club who does it makes a dumb decision who hurts himself or lets the team down there's got to be repercussions so what about um how Colin would have handled the the Jordan Ngoi situation what about it which bit so Jordan Ngoi allegedly um is that well I know he's up he's been charged yeah, so if he goes yeah. to court and gets found right. so he shouldn't be stood down now in the interim well everyone's entitled to their time in court just like Elijah Taylor was Right. So if Dugowie goes to court and gets found to be guilty of the charges, then absolutely he should be sacked. So these two players we were talking about, did you say the club and AFL have been investigated? Check Apparently, yeah. Everything's okay. Well, I haven't so heard that. Been, I'm yeah, interested that was in that. This morning. It would have been video evidence. I'd yeah, apparently the AFL have got access to that. I'd imagine. I don't and they've ticked off the way Richmond has handled it, apparently, too. So I don't think there's any issue the way they've reacted by the sound. So it sounds like you're on an island again, Tex. All no, no, I'm happy to be on it because it needs more. I'm, I'm encouraging our listeners to join me on the island where <laughs> I just have to make this point strongly because Adventurous Ventress has advised me this <laughs> way. I myself have no issue with anyone of difference who's different to me, whether that's male, female, gay, straight, black, white, Catholic, Protestant. There's a pattern of behaviour here with Indigenous AFL footballers. And I reckon I might do my research next week and see if it's the same with other codes. With other codes. Whether in the NRL, the men of colour are disproportionately causing problems. There's plenty of um, non-Aboriginal uh, yeah. Torres Island rugby players have got themselves into big yeah. trouble. And we've yeah. just seen some and in the news the last couple of yeah, weeks. So, like, some have got jail Example A. Proportion. Kyrgios. Example B. Bernard Tomic. Plenty of them. Are there any more that you'd like you to... You can continue yeah. to condone it if you do no, like. It's not about condoning. And we're talking about condoning. Women. There's, yeah. a, there's a certain uh, commentator <laughs> on Channel 7 that basically just about destroyed a football club having yeah. affairs and has multiple glassing females did yeah. his time got what sacked time? got and, sacked and then gets a job in the public arena and then to support uh, women in what like you're kidding me. like I heard the former Lord Mayor Robert so Doyle someone's given him a second chance someone's given him an opportunity uh, I, uh, great maybe Bobby Doyle maybe, hey. everyone's, Bobby Doyle everyone's well. entitled Bobby to Doyle. a second chance 
maybe even a third chance, but you've got to actually cop a penalty first. And I'm really strong on this bit. What was Wayne Carey's uh, penalty? Got sacked from the club, really. No, no, what, about, one what about the blasting the female when he was um, yeah. a commentator? Right? Not sure. Yeah, right. Not sure. And it was okay for Lee Montagna to participate in some of that gutter humour with um, Barry... Jumping um, out of the cupboards. Um, what's his name? Barry Hall. I ask um, you this. And Barry, hang on a sec. And Barry Hall got sacked. Lee Montagna didn't. Lee Montagna's flourished. Right, so sometimes it's just your reputation, mate. And neither of those were indigenous, but just by the by. Imagine if who was the guy who was always getting into trouble over at Fremantle, uh, Melbourne and Fremantle. Farmer. Jeff Farmer. Yeah, imagine if. Well, there's did, another did one. He into, did he get into trouble? There was another one. Imagine if, imagine if what happened to Shay or Shy. Shay. If imagine if. Chick. It wasn't Shay Bolton on Friday night, mm. Saturday night, whenever it happened. Imagine if it was. Um, Jordan Dugowie that it happened to. You reckon, you reckon it would be the same narrative today? Absolutely not. People well, would be... he's got a court case hanging over his head. No, it wouldn't be. So probably not a good example. Try someone else. So it was Dustin Martin. Dustin Martin was on the front page of the paper uh, for apparently raising a pair of chopsticks in a Chinese restaurant, which proved to be nothing. People will come after certain people mm. and they sweep it under the carpet. And with this breed of human... We tend to not acknowledge the uh, problems that they're causing What's in that? our competition. That is a world record tirade, mate. Well, you interrupted we, we've me. We've given you a long. season. So the tirade is a penalty, mate, because we've got to hold everybody accountable. Here is the tirade is off for the next three weeks. I encourage you know, our you come off the long run, mate. I encourage you're, our tweeters to, All right. to uh, buy into the debate. We'll spread this over the next three episodes, I think. Yeah. You can do. Yeah, it'd be like Evie by Stevie Wright, mate. Sack him. Sack them both. Thanks, right. mate. Now, Tex, the, the, the lifeblood of this program, as you know, are our tweeters. And, and you, you mentioned earlier that they're, they're up and about. I've been a very busy day today, mate, like Kenny Ty. Um, <laughs> what's, um, what's actually going on, mate? Well, they're up and about because they've all bought into the fact that Mr Six Acres has actually gone about his work and lived up to his reputation of Not leading right. from the front, working through problems and single-handedly dismantling your side. So they like... <laughs> what, what, why are you laughing? Single-handedly, mate. That's the Chris oh, Scott mate, way, mate. He's absolutely pulled you guys apart and the tweeters have acknowledged it. So there's a bit of love for Mr Six Acres. There's a bit There's of no love, love for, for him, mate. Well, there is. You all, read the tweets. All they're waiting for is for my response about him, mate. And all that's going on there, mate, is Dimmer is just um, excelling. He's just taking more real estate inside that bloke's head. It's not funny. Well, you can say that. Yeah, I can, mate. The gig's up. Mate. Soft wind for the, Geelong. The gig on, is up. The tweeters are active. Mate. It was one of the softest wins, mate. Well, you can. We're talking about the tweeters. We're not spending our. Well, you you brought up our um how bright. Chris Scott was, mate. Beanbag's been up and about. A bit more active than some others, mate. Yeah, been so, more so, active so than some is, others. Um, hey, there is some interesting news on the um, on the Sandgroper, mate. What's happened to it him? may well be back in employment, I hear. Not with... N- not not that, sure. Not, not, not with not, the organisation that he left. No, oh, no, no, no. No, no, no God, that horse no. is bolted. Hey? No. No, no, mate. We, no. We, we tempted him with lollies and... Tim Tams to come back and he said no. Where's he going? Where's no. he? 
I, I don't know. I've just heard the rumor. It, it wouldn't be fair for me to publish it on, on this um, platform. <laughs> I'll go down to Greensboro Station and do it on board. <laughs> Mr. Flynn will have something to say in the coming well, days. Well, actually, that reminds me of something, mate. We we do have a sponsor for um, um, for tonight's episode. I forgot to mention Alfasi Hire. Are you familiar with that mob, Shane? Yes. Being in. Um, um, actually, Tex, you oh, know no. about that, mate. We've all the depreciation um, <laughs> down there on guardrail. <laughs> but Alfasi, yes. Well known, mate. Um, and um, they've got their tentacles out, as I understand. Um, anyway, carry on. What, what else did Mr. Flynn have to say? No, no, he was. Um, he's not he hasn't happy, said anything. He's not happy with the performance of his footy club. <laughs> back, on, um, back on that again, mate. They, they won't win another game for about. He's very months. unhappy about the effort that they put up uh, in the showdown. Mm. Very disappointed. One, one sentence for um, for Mr. Flynn, mate. A room of mirrors needs to have a good long hard look at himself, mate. Uh, when you're talking about performance, I would no, have thought. No, no, I'll defend him to the hilt. He's going. That's not what you said off here, mate. No, I didn't. Uh, that's not true. He's going as well as Mr. Six Acres, mate. He's uh, well, getting his hands don't on use the that, that. Please don't use that as the benchmark. Well, I have that. No, so the, a winning we, ratio of what seventy percent? Shane, there are a few missing because where do our actually just by the by, where do they go? Ah, the coach and text. Yes, there you go, mate. What's happening yeah. with the footy tipping contest? Oh, yeah, so we're down to two. Place. Still down to two? Oh. We're down to two. Who, who are those who, two? Who are they doing? Um, zig and Zag, you two. And, and, and we followed uh, your, your change of rules. I'm not sure which is which, but I'm not the pedophile. Well, just so our our audience can, um, can follow this through. <laughs> I'm uh, sure he did. Whatever happens this week is... Um, I've raised the stakes a bit and said you have to get in first to make sure you get the your preferred tip and you can't have the same. What so clause? this week... Sorry, what clause was that? Yeah. This week, Shane. How is Junior the Tech The coach has... Right? Junior Tech Lena is not happy. Right. So uh, we, we week, want to name... She's out. When, when, uh, Shane and I have made a... A proposal to you as the chairman of the mm-hmm. of the program, mate. So we give her a, a great chance to come back in again. Um, and we've told you the name of the competition this year, what it'll be if we do it again. Does she Junior, know? Junior Texina's Revenge. That's it. I passed that on and she just looked at me as she normally does. With disdain. Yeah. So this week the coach has chosen... Oh, you're right there, mate. The Cats, as he's certainly, to beat the Saints in game one. And the Turtle... Um, has got the other end of the fixture and gone with West Coast to get the job done over there at Optus Stadium. So Against? Uh, against the Crows. Right. So if you both win, uh, we'll go again in the round 10. So congratulations to you both for getting this far. In both competitions. Um, but mm, I, I'm a bit worried about you, Coach, I must say. I think St Kilda at Marvel... Mm, don't know. That could surprise. Hope I'm wrong because I couldn't stand it if he won it. Not really off the back. Not really off the back. Well, yeah. I know what will happen, mate. It'll be 2027 I'll be asking you where my three slabs are for four. And it's up to eight now because there's no chance four blokes are going to score over 100 goals for that silly bet that you made earlier in the year. Um, and there'll be no chance you'll be paying me the money, mate. 
based off form. I'm going to have to get Trevor Norton to chase you down. Uh, I have to sign off now because you are technically a bad. Josh Frydenberg is delivering the bouquet. <laughs> And, uh, it's already come through, man. I need to go and get my hands on the hard copies of what, the press. What is the biggest thing you're looking forward to? In the budget? Yeah. Uh, to see what support is truly given to the female population. Because they've been talking about a budget that's female friendly. Right. Let's, Can we ask yeah, our if they want to come back in, mate, the competition and restart it? And do we want to let in? Because it's going to be boring from just watching us. We pick the winners every week. Uh, no shame, we won't be doing that. We'll, on, be, we'll be seeing this one out, and hopefully it's sooner than later. 700 up for grabs, I mean, it's significant. Well, we said that we were quite happy to... Um, Not in the rules clause, 13.4.6. Hey? Well, tweeters, let us know what you think. Oh, tweeters? You can't share the winnings and take three fifty each. Okay, so so if we both got knocked out this week, we'd both win anyway, right? We'd no, split it. but we go again. We just put it in there. No, no, that's not, that's not what No, that's what 13.4.8 said. That's not right. Very good. All right, tweeters, thank you very much. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. What a great show. <laughs> Carry on, boys. See you next week.